Welcome to You Can Sit With Us, a podcast by women for women, celebrating you and the life you're living, no matter where you're at. I'm Claire Hamill, a blogger, mom, multifaceted entrepreneur, and aspiring rebel. I'm a former rule follower that now believes there are no rules. So whether you follow them or break them, you have a place here. I'm Beth Morse, a life and career coach, mama, connector, and recovering perfectionist. I'm here to get real about how messy life can be and want to sit with anyone who's in the midst of rumbling with their own story. We're going to bring the raw, the funny, and the real to life. And no matter where you are, you can sit with us. Hey, Claire. Hey, Beth. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm ready to record this segment. I know. We've tried three times now. This third time's third a time time. charm. It's fine. Three is my lucky number. It's going to be fine. There you go. Yeah. No I, big deal. No big deal. Anyway, Ugh. so your week was tough because you have a teething toddler. Teething toddler, no sleep. <laughs> and he only wants mom. Yeah. It's just one of those phases. You know what I mean? I just feel like you just dig in. He's so wonderful and he's fine during the day, but he just wants me and he's cranky all the time. And so that's exhausting for me. So I'm just really happy to be here with no children. There you around. go. <laughs> Hanging off of me. I'm happy about that too, honestly. <laughs> I feel like the my past week has been filled with so many um, really – wonderful new connections. Mm-hmm. I spent time with my nasty gals. Love it. On Thursday night. Shout out to the nasty gals. I know you're listening right now because you guys are awesome. Oh yeah. I saw those photos with the rosé. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was, we did a rosé, roses, lay rosé or so, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> fancy enough. My friend Beth put this whole together. She has this beautiful trellis outside of her house that is just filled with climbing roses and it is what? magic. Oh, that sounds It is just an like enchanted little land. garden. Yes. And so we got together, we had rosé. Nasty gals did it right. There was well, of course they did. so much food, <laughs> like little charcuterie and mm. so funny thing about the nasty gals, half of us are vegan uh-huh. and half are serious Something carnivores. Else. Oh. <laughs> There is both extremes. No middle ground. <laughs> so we have all the things when we come together. And that's um, pretty awesome. It was really, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, I feel really lucky because I'm not vegan, mm-hmm. but I have a strong appreciation for the plant life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my horizons are just expanded every single time I get together with these girls because I'm eating plant-based dishes that are so yummy. Yeah. And like, have you tried like the vegan cheese? They've got like vegan cream cheese and stuff out there. No, my, my friend Kat did bring a cheese spread air mm. quotes around mm. that one. <laughs> there was like a nut cheese. Yes. I did you try it. I tried a little bit of it and the texture was weird oh, for me. So I did the vegan thing for like a month. Yeah. And um, it was hard because sure. it's like, so, I mean, you have to prepare it's, so yeah, much more. For than... sure. It just takes a lot more mind power than I was planning on using. But I was shocked at the alternatives that I found. And I think it's so cool yeah. to find that stuff. And then it's also really cool to find stuff that you don't realize is vegan is actually vegan. Like Oreos are vegan. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. <laughs> I learned that just because you're eating vegan doesn't mean you're eating healthy. healthy. No. I'm like, oh, I can eat 90 Oreos. 
and it's vegan, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a stomach ache, and I'm like, oh. This is how I'm going to get around this. This actually isn't the healthiest thing. Okay, got it. Anyway. <laughs> That's so, so funny. I loved being vegan for a month. It just took too much work for this phase of my life. Well, yeah, and then there's random stuff that you don't realize isn't vegan, like right. marshmallows. Mm. Has animal products in it? Yes. Oh, that's good to know. We won't get into that because no, it's a I don't little... want to know what it is. Yeah. It's probably like whale stomach or something. No. <laughs> that's in cosmetics. Did you know that? Oh, I can't talk about it. It's so gross. We got to skip over that. Ugh. With, let's, so speaking of the nasty gals, we're going to get right into the topic that we have today. Yeah. Because honestly, so I met these girls at work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's six or seven of us. I can never remember how many. It doesn't matter. But we all worked for the same company. That's Mm -hmm. how we met. And I think we all overlapped for a very short amount of time Mm -hmm. um, because people were coming in and and then exiting the company. And so we only all overlapped for about a month. But we found each other Mm -hmm. and have subsequently started a group text, which, listen, I know how people feel about group texts. I can't do it. I'm too ADD for it. It's a lot. Yeah. But this group text seriously saves my life (laughs) almost every day. I love it. It's the best thing. It is the most. And we say it all the time. It's because not to be giving ourselves pats on the back here, but just to say we can't believe that we found something like this that yeah. is so life-giving. We've got some range. I mean, we can go from, hey, who knows about eyebrow products to mm-hmm. let's talk about women's pay inequality and <laughs> discuss, you know, yeah. the implications yeah. of of all of that, mm-hmm. whatever, and in, in a matter of a half hour. Mm-hmm. So um, – I feel really fortunate to have found these women who are champions of other women who are just showing up big time in their own lives, but not in any, uh, not in any extraordinary way, not, you know, and that's not to downplay what they are doing because I do think it's extraordinary, but it's not any different than anybody else. Like nobody is curing cancer in this group actively. Um, again, not that they couldn't. Because mm-hmm. I think there is enough brain power sure. and magic sure. to cure cancer within this group. Obviously. But these are just women who are just doing their thing. Yeah. And they're in their they're in their lane. They're finding their lane. Yeah. And they're doing it wholeheartedly in a mm-hmm. way that is so just incredible. Yeah. And genuine. So genuine. Mm-hmm. And to have each other's backs, I think, is such a gift. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about female friendships today. Yes, let's do that. Because we're women and friendships as adults are hard. Oh yeah. Right? How oh, do you yeah. how do you make friends when you are done with college? Mm-hmm. Um when you're in a workplace and potentially for for our listeners who are stay-at-home moms mm-hmm. of littles. Right. How do you make friends? Yeah, because that's a trap in and of itself. It is. (laughs) It's a good trap, but it's a trap. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about kind of the the power of positive female friendships, Mm -hmm. kind of debunking the myths around female friendships, Mm -hmm. and really getting into it. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. You had an article that you found, right? Yeah. It's um, 
It's an article based on a book by Roxane Gay. And it says, it's called Roxane Gay Lists 13 Rules for Female Friendships. And I mean, some of these are going to be like super obvious, but I think that a lot of them are really good talking points. Um, and actually, as I read through this, I felt like I was um, I was able to kind of strip down what has happened for me and mm. my female friendships over the course of my life, because my female friendships look differently than they did 20 years ago. I mean, obviously, because my life looks different, but sure. I think what I look for and I think that the depth of my friendships now are so di- is so different than even I would say 10 years ago. Sure. Um, so let's dig into this list. Okay. Yeah. It says, number one, I love this one. Number one says, abandon the cultural myth that all female friendships must be bitchy, toxic, or competitive. I love this analogy. She says, this myth is like heels and purses, pretty, but designed to slow women down. So true. And as I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, where does that even come from? Yeah. Where, did, where did we get that? Yeah, I don't know. Where did this start that it has it has to be this way? Because mm-hmm. I think in my 20s, mm-hmm. coming out of high school, going into my 20s, I did sort of believe that. Yeah. I mean, I would say this is why I resisted female friendships because I saw this happening. So the, so the, so the women in my life that were close to me were few. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, I had a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances, but the ones that were actually like in my inner circle, the, that list has always been small Yeah, because I've always been afraid of this competitive shit that I like, I can't. I see it. I I have seen it. Not anymore. I don't see it. I feel like I don't see it as much now, but I have seen it be so toxic and so negative. Yeah. And I think I just avoided it. I, you know, you don't get that with men. It's a different energy with men. Yeah. Completely. I, it is a different energy. I think that men are still competitive, but they're more out about it. Well, and not with women. That's true. You know what I mean? Like when they have a female friend. Right. There's not like this testosterone versus right. testosterone thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a risk of sexual tension sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's a risk of sexual tension in any kind of relationship. Sure. But but I think that, you know, that's always kind of one of those things where you're like, am I in the friend zone? Am I not in the friend zone? It's always a little bit more confusing. Yeah. But so how how have you found to like combat that? This idea that that women friendships have to be competitive, bitchy toxic. I think you just have to like actively seek women who are also actively seeking women who don't want to be in that kind of relationship. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's being intentional about like who I follow on social media. Yep. It's being intentional about who I spend my time with. Um, for me, I really found some soulmates in women who are five to 10 years ahead of me. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Same. I got together with a group of women yesterday morning mm-hmm. and I was at most 15 years younger than oh the gosh. next oldest person. So these were, these were women that were closer to my mom's age mm-hmm. than mine, mm-hmm. but I just, they, it's like some of my sweetest friendships yeah. with these, with these people who are two, three steps ahead of me. In motherhood, in life, yeah, and can speak into where I've been, yeah. And I understand now. I'm looking at that, going, how can I be that for the girl? Yeah, the girl in her twenties who is 
still kind of navigating the female the, friendship, the quagmire that is your 20s. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> right. Holy. Just figuring out who you are, what you want to be about, what you want to do. And I think it, I think it perpetuates because I think that it is a trap yeah. that you get into and then it becomes this perpetuating cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So I figure if I can catch someone before she really gets ingrained yeah. in that mindset that that female friendships have to be competitive, yeah. I want to catch that young woman and go, wait a second, time out. Yeah. Just blow like your role, yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Let me show you the way. Yeah. Let me let me introduce you. And sometimes it's rocky. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little bumpy. But I just feel like I want to influence the next round coming behind me mm-hmm. so that so that it, it it's better for all of us. Yeah. Right. I really think that like as I think about it, I really think it all stems from insecurities. Totally. I think that's where it comes from. I think it comes from this like comparison game that we play. Yeah. Um, with other women and always feeling like we're not good enough. And I think the beauty in being older. And the reason why I started seeking out older women for my friends was because as you go through life and you like have to dig yourself out of some shit, Mm -hmm. you soften. Yeah. I mean, you harden in a lot of ways too, but, but you soften in terms of what's real and the relationships you have. And it's not so much about comparison as much as it is about coming together. Right. Right. Which is kind of what we're all about here. Yeah. So Anyway, that's just my own little scientific theory. Okay, let's go to number two. Yep. Um, it says, if okay, if you are the kind of woman who says, I'm mostly friends with guys and act like you're proud of that, like that makes you closer to being a man or something and less of a woman, as if being a woman is a bad thing, see item 1B. <laughs> Which Hold is on. let's go back up to one B. What's one what's one B? It says if you find that you are feeling bitchy, toxic, or competitive toward the women who are supposed to be your closest friends, look at why and figure out how to fix it and or find someone who can help you fix it. Yeah. So it's this idea of being a guy's girl versus a girl's girl. Yeah. And both you and I would say that probably through most of our adolescence, mm. we were guys' girls. Hundred percent. And I would have gone into my mid-20s saying I would rather be in an environment where there are more guys than girls. And Mm -hmm. I look back and cringe that I ever said that. I know. I know. And I don't feel like it was – I wasn't like championing it. I wasn't like bragging about it. It was just – for me, it was just what I was more comfortable with. Yeah. It was a fact of life and probably a product of feeling – what this first one was talking about, this myth that that all female friendships have to be yeah. competitive. Yeah. Which really isn't the case. It is a myth. Um mm-hmm. and and I want to be really clear about that. It is absolutely a myth. It mm-hmm. is not true. Even if you think that it's true, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's created. Yes. It's absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. a created thing. So yeah. I agree. I think that and more and more I am just and that's why that's why we started that's why we started You Can Sit With Us. That's why we are wanting to do the meetup series in conjunction with this because we believe that when women are coming together mm-hmm. for an an in, like a intent purpose, one mm-hmm. unified purpose, that's where magic happens. That's where amazing, beautiful things come, yeah. flow out of that. Yes. Well, and I would say that, I mean, when I was younger – the level of depth um, 
at which I could engage in a relationship matched what the guys around me could. Sure. And now that's not the case at all. Oh, totally. Men, we love you. But the bottom line for me is that I just wouldn't ever get as much from a male friendship as I would from my female friendship. Absolutely. For so many reasons. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay. This is another good one. And I have a story to go with this one, actually. Go for it. Um, number three. Sometimes your friends will date people you cannot stand. Okay. You can either be honest about your feelings or you can lie. There are good reasons for both. Sometimes you will be the person dating someone your friends cannot stand. If your man or woman is a scrub, just own it. So you and your friends can talk about more interesting things. My go-to explanation is, yes, I'm dating an asshole because I'm lazy. You are welcome to borrow it. I love this one. Okay, so this one is a hard one for me because I have always felt like, even when I was younger, very protective over my friends. Yeah. And so I feel like it's one of those things that I knew from very early on that it it could be very risky for my relationships if I was honest about honest. how I was feeling. Yeah. And um, there's one situation that I remember in particular where I did say something. It was in college, actually. I did say something. And um, I mean, I lost the friendship. Mm. And so, and it came back eventually. They broke up and the friendship came back and, you know, it's fine. But I feel like it was never the same after that. And I felt like I was doing the right thing. Sure. By saying how I felt. And I knew it was coming from love. My intentions were nothing but loving. But she didn't see it that way at the time. Um, she and I had a conversation after that breakup and, you know, she kind of said, I, I get it. And I get why you felt that way and whatever. It was just never the same. I think she was just so hurt by me. You know, I don't know if it was a loyalty thing. I don't know, but it, it scarred, it scarred the friendship big time. Okay. So here's, cause I have a similar story, but I want to know, was, was the guy just a dummy or was he oh, abusive? He was abusive. So this is my thing. My line is, my line is like when they go from like douchebag to like my friend's well-being is, yeah. is in danger. Yeah. And um, he was absolutely verbally abusive and he was controlling and jealous and all the things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And when they broke up, he went nuts. And like, I went to his house with a baseball bat. I mean, I went full on Italian mob. Oh my gosh. Because he was being so <laughs> awful. Like it was bad. So I do love that story, by the way. <laughs> it's like that moment where I'm like, who was I in that moment? Yeah. But I was this like fiercely loyal, like loving friend. And I had never really said anything to my friends who had dated douchebags up until then. And right. I knew in my heart of hearts that I had to say something and she couldn't see it. She was in it. She was just going mm -hmm. through it. And she mm -hmm. of course could see it afterwards. Sure. So, you know, she kind of got it, but that is the line for me. It's like, you can be, you can date somebody who's stupid. You can date. Some, I mean, listen, I've dated, I've dated duds and my friends have told me. And like, I remember being like, I know. But he is like exactly what I need in this moment. Okay. <laughs> Let me it's, have this. It's just comfortable or it's easy or it's fun or whatever it is. I know it's not good for me to yeah. eat 90 Oreos in one sitting, <laughs> right. but it tastes good. Yeah. Listen, I won't do it forever. Claudia. It will not be forever, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, that's a touchy thing. It's hard. Okay, so this came up with my girls on Thursday night. Do you owe it when your friend is dating someone new? Is it your responsibility to give feedback when you meet them for the first time? Like, is that assumed in your girlfriendship? Um, like positive or negative? I yes, I think it's assumed. I that think you it's sh- assumed that there is feedback that should be given. Yeah, yes. you mm-hmm. should do that as mm-hmm. a good girlfriend. And as a good girlfriend, I try my damnedest to find the good stuff. I mean, that's always what I'm looking for. Sure. And so usually when I give feedback, unless I'm like legit concerned, it's like, oh, he's, he has he's such cute dimples. Smells really good. <laughs> You know, he dresses really well, like superficial stuff. Oh, you know? Unless I like really love him. And then sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't bring him around unless you're going to marry him because I'm really going to really like it, you know. But I don't know. I think earlier in my life, it was even more assumed because we're all looking for that validation. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. But I also think people don't care as much at, at this age, at our <laughs> ripe age of the mid thirties. I just feel like people don't care. Like they're going to date who they're going to date. That's true. Whoever, the, whatever their friends think. Yeah. You know, what about you? What did you guys talk? What did you guys? I said, yeah, I agree. I, I yeah. said, yes. Yeah. If, if my girlfriend is dating someone new and I get to meet him or her for the first time, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to yeah. say what I think. Yeah. I guess my dilemma is always what if, if I don't, if I see something, is my being a girl's girl? You know, my reputation, if I'm saying I am pro-woman, I am pro-girlfriendships, and I see something that I don't really like, where is the line? Like mm-hmm. you're saying, you want to look for the good, yeah. and maybe you'll make it something superficial, but does that water down anything genuine that I might say later on? Right. So. Yeah, totally. Where You know, what What do you say in those, in those situations? I, I don't know. It's, um. I think I, if I ever have a question, I default to, you know, I'd really love to spend more time with them. Totally. Yep. I'd love to get to know them better yeah, because I don't, dinner I or... don't think that I quite got an accurate picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, you seem really happy. You seem really excited. So I want to get to know that person better to, yeah. to see what you see. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I would say this is one of the conversations I had recently with my girlfriends actually, um, uh, one of my, one of my good girlfriends is married to another gal. And we were talking about how, like, we loved this girl from like day one sure. when she brought her around and, and we just felt like she was like part of our crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what, what's so different about that kind of like a homosexual relationship versus heterosexual yeah. is that when you bring another girl into the picture, it's like, we're all just girlfriends. <laughs> so it fold, they fold in yeah. so easily to this group. But we talked about the fact that we all still had our guards up. Like, what kind of girl is this going to be? But it was like this weird line of like, okay, but now are we turning into like petty girl? You know what I mean? Like, it's that weird girl thing. Yeah. It was such an odd thing. Anyway, we talked through it and we were just saying like, we were just really looking for another girl's girl. But you can't say that when it's a guy, whether it's a a guy-guy relationship, girl-girl relationship, you know, whatever, girl-guy relationship. You're not necessarily looking for that with your with your friend's male boyfriend. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just such an interesting like dynamic, I think. Totally. Anyway, that just came up recently with my girlfriends. Okay. 
Oh, I love this one too. Number four, want nothing but the best for your friends because when your friends are happy and successful, it's probably going to be easier for you to be happy. Say it louder for the friends in the back. Seriously, get the hands up. Halla freaking Luya. I have to tell you, I'm listening to, I just joined this amazing um, academy. Shout out to one of my favorite podcasters. Um, it's Manifestation Babe is the podcast that okay. I'm listening to. Her name is Catherine Zankina. She does all this work on um, law of attraction and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I'm taking this course from her and she's talking about your subconscious mm -hmm. and how your subconscious takes everything personally. So get this, when your subconscious hears you gossip about somebody else, mm. or when they hear you talk negatively about somebody else, all your subconscious hears is those words. And so your subconscious thinks that that's what you're saying to yourself. So listen, I'm, it's not only about making sure we're supporting each other. It's about also protecting yourself Whoa. and your own energy. Isn't that crazy? That's a little woo-woo for some people. It but is, but but it makes sense. I mean, yeah. your your brain doesn't can't differentiate. Yeah. Your brain and it's is what just, you're putting out there. Yeah. It's all about what you're putting out there. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I know I blew your mind just there. You did. <laughs> anyway. I so, wish you guys could see my face right now. I know. She's like, doesn't know what to say. She's never speechless. But I I do love this idea. And again, the more and this is a tough one. I'll say yeah. this as a as an entrepreneur, as someone who's trying to build a business, as someone who is, you know, out doing kind of even starting the podcast, mm -hmm. I had so much, um, I had so many reservations around this because I was like, what am I going to do that somebody else hasn't done before, mm -hmm. you know, or has done even better than I could ever do. Mm -hmm. It was kind of this negative self-talk. And finally, I just realized, you know what? No, no one else's light is diminished by me holding out my own light For and vice sure. versa. My yes. own light isn't diminished by somebody else doing something similar. Mm -hmm. it, it just isn't. Yeah. We live in a world of abundance and there is enough to go around. Yeah. And how cool is it that everybody gets kind of a chance to be in the spotlight? Totally. You know, I mean, that's the whole point. I love it when my friends are doing kick-ass stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly because I get to be like, I'm their friend. Yeah. I know them. <laughs> Seriously, I yes. love bragging about people Me that I too. went to high school with yes. that are doing cool stuff. I'm like, yeah. went to high school with them. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who um she played flute in the Houston Symphony Orchestra for the Houston Opera and was in it for a really long time. And I'm like, I played flute with her. It was in seventh grade, <laughs> mind you. you. But yeah. But it, I'm really, I'm so proud of her. And that's such a cool, mm -hmm. it's such a cool thing. I know yeah. that that example just made it sound like I'm always making it about me. That's not really what I no. meant. But, <laughs> but I do get really pumped. being proud of people. That yeah. You know. yeah. Just being yeah. really, really proud of her to see everything that she's accomplished. I want to have her on the podcast too, by the way, because she's starting a nonprofit that's like oh. an arts nonprofit making, making classical music more accessible for people. Great. It is. That sounds fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have Christina on the podcast at I love some that. point because oh, I can't wait to meet her. she's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. I have, this is um, an, uh, an addendum to this particular one and I have to say it because I think it's really important. It says, um, don't tear other women down. Let me just say that again. Don't tear other women down because even if they're not your friends, they 
are women. Yes. And this is just as important. This is not to say you cannot criticize other women, but understand the difference between criticizing constructively and tearing them down cruelly. That is so true. And I think it's really important right now, Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. I do too. I'm obsessed with her. Maybe we can get her on the podcast. Brene, if you're listening. (laughs) Come hang out with us. Call me. Actually, we'll come to you in Houston. Yeah. But she, in her new book, um, Braving the Wilderness, she kind of talks about this and and how it is so important in our words, especially that we are not creating an us versus them or others mentality that, that that's actually how dehumanization starts. Mm-hmm. So anytime we see examples of dehumanization, you know, the Nazis in, in Germany with, with Jewish yep. um, internment camps and things like that, it started with words mm-hmm. and making, making it them mm-hmm. and us Mm -hmm. in and out Mm -hmm. and how important that is. And it starts with our words and that, and that it goes both ways that if we are incensed by, you know, someone saying something about somebody that we like or are, um, you know, a champion of, or, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. that, that we, that we believe in that if somebody in our group, right, mm-hmm. that, that is with us, says something about somebody on the other side, yeah. right? She t- she's talking about this in, in political terms. That's mm-hmm. a, a really easy way to kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you are, if you're pro-Obama and you hear someone saying something negative about President Trump, you, 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 it doesn't work. It's it, just as important It's just as important to, to, stop, to, to stop and yeah. say, wait a second, that's not okay. Yeah. Right. And, and so this idea of, again, going back to women specifically, that, that you wouldn't want it said about someone that you love or about you. Yeah. So don't, don't say it and don't stand for it. Right. I, I think that's the other thing yeah. that it's really easy. It's it happens so quick in women's circles that we just start, we just start talking. Mm-hmm. We just start, you know, yeah. things start kind of going along and all of a sudden we're talking about, we're gossiping about so-and-so. Yeah. And it's hard to say, wait a second, I don't want to talk about this other person. They're not here. This isn't kind. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about something else. Yeah. That's hard. It is hard. It's really hard, especially when you're in a group of cackling women. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so used to it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just all of that shit stems from the insecurities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just is all compared. The comparison game, it's just... It's just really dangerous. Dangerous. Okay. Are we going to get through this whole list? No, but I'm going to pick my, like, one or two more of my favorites. Okay, I love that. That That sounds good. Okay. (laughs) I love this one. Don't let your friends buy ugly outfits or accessories Mm -mm. and (laughs) that you don't want to look at when you hang out. This is just common sense. I'm pretty honest when I go shopping with my friends. Thank you. Um, And I also make everybody spend all their money. (laughs) Like every time I go shopping with my friends, I'm like, oh yeah, you need that and you need that, you need that. But I never buy stuff for myself. I just shop for them. Can we go shopping together? Because yes. I I I need someone like you. My oh. husband is actually really good at, at this. Uh-huh. He Oh, that's cool. I, it's really it's really fun actually. He it's like one of his favorite things to do is dress me up. Oh, that's cute. It's really adorable oh. and like kind of vomit inducing, I know, but <laughs> but I don't I'm not good at buying things for myself, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, but also, I just get really nervous about what looks good on me and sure. you know how I should be dressing and and all this kind of stuff. So I need and you know sometimes I'm like, 
you know, babe, I don't, can I just go with like my girlfriend? <laughs> right? I'll totally go with you. I know we should go shopping yeah. because um, I, I like it when there's not a whole lot of pressure or someone is just For like, sure. no, trust me, try this on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that you never even choose. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have a good eye for it necessarily. Well, and me telling you that you shouldn't buy something isn't about, I don't want to be seen with you in that. It's more about mm, not so flattering. Yeah. <laughs> That's really more what it's yes. about. But I'll also say if you love it, totally fine. You should get it. But even isn't it kinder? It. Isn't it kinder? to? It's like having a piece of broccoli in your teeth. And, and if you, if you're a best oh, friend and yes. you don't say anything, might want to check that title. Yeah. Say just say something. Yeah, for sure. You don't have to make it a big deal, but like don't don't you want to say something? I agree. I agree. Um okay, this is a good one. When something is wrong and you need to talk to your friends and they ask you how you are, don't say fine. Oh. They know you're lying and it irritates them a lot. And a lot of time is wasted when the back with the back and forth. Are you sure? And yes. And really? And I am fine. Tell your lady friends the truth so you can talk it out and either sulk companion, companionably. I love that word. Or move on to other topics. Okay. So my my people who are close to me, uh-huh. they I'm training them because I can tell even before the word comes out of their mouth. Yeah. I'm like, mm, you're going to lie to me right now. So you yeah. want to just back it up and start <laughs> Let's over? Just start over. Just tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you. Mm-hmm. I think the other side of this in being a good girlfriend is not asking the question if you don't care to hear the answer. Sure. 100%. I and, agree. And I can understand. We're all busy. Yeah. But don't ask, how are you? Mm-hmm. If you don't have the time to actually sit and hear the answer. Mm-hmm. And... And sometimes it's going to be short, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be like, yeah, I'm great. Mm-hmm. Things are good. Life is good. I'm fine. Yeah. But sometimes it's not. Right. And and I just I've gotten to the point where I'm realizing I'm becoming more aware of this that I that I ask people this all the time as I think most of us do. Sure. It's a common question. We yeah. we feel like we just have to ask it. Mm-hmm. But I have started even with even with the checker in who's checking me out at the grocery store, mm-hmm. I'm looking them in the eye and saying, how is your day going? Yeah. Because I care about you in this moment. Yeah. And, and extending the same, you know, space to my girlfriends too, that if I really don't have time for the answer, maybe just don't ask the question. Yeah. Or on the other hand, on the other side of that, if um, I'm not fine, but I'm not ready to talk about it, mm-hmm. like maybe I just say, you know, I'm having a hard time, but I'm not ready to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and just like being honest about that. Totally. Because sometimes you don't want to talk about sure. it. Sure. And so, but just having that space within the girlfriendship, mm-hmm. I think is really important. Totally. Um, okay, last one. If a friend sends a crazy email needing reassurance about love, life, family, <laughs> or work, respond accordingly and in a timely manner, even if it is just to say, girl. I hear you. If a friend sends you like 30 crazy emails needing reassurance about the same (laughs) damn shit, be patient because one day that's going to be you tearing up Gmail with your drama. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. I love that one. It's so true. Yeah. And I would say the timeliness because when you are in that spiral, there is nothing more vulnerable than sending the email or the text or whatever it is and have just getting silence back for yeah. a half a day. Yeah. 
Listen. For days at a time. We know that all y'all have smartphones yeah. because you're, you know, evolved women. So and you're listening to a podcast. You're listening to a podcast. <laughs> so clearly you figured it out. Yeah. Congratulations. We know that that email comes right to your phone. Yeah. Say whatever you want about how many emails you have in your inbox. If you get one from a girlfriend, you're reading it. Yeah. Just respond honestly. Mm-hmm. And you know what gets me is, and I'm probably guilty of this too, but I usually try to respond within the day. Sure. Or if something big is coming in like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm at work. Let me get back to you. Keep, keep emailing me like whatever you need. I'm here. Like I'm yes. here. Yeah. Um, what drives me insane is when I reach out to somebody and I don't hear back for days and they're posting on Instagram. Oh no. I'm like, your phone is right there. You could send me a text and just say, Hey, love you. Here. Yeah. Let's get together. Or I can't respond right now. I'm coming back to, I'll get back to you tonight or whatever. I just feel like to me, that's just a standard in girlfriends. Yeah. That needs to be elevated, like a requirement. Yeah. Like level up, seriously, level up in your friendships and like be present. Do you think it's because people don't know what to say? And we're so concerned about having the right words or the right way to respond that that then we're paralyzed by that and we say nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I feel like when I don't when I am delayed in getting mm-hmm. back, it's usually because life is just happening. Sure. Um, but if something like that is coming through or like, you know, like if I had sent my my here's my white flag text to you and I, you know, <laughs> months ago and saying like I don't know what the hell to do with my life. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And it was like days at a time. You know, I don't. We probably wouldn't be on this podcast yeah, we together. Be here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like I don't really think there's an excuse. Yeah. If I'm pouring my heart out to you to not hear back. My go-to right? when I get that text message, because I understand I don't always have the right words, nor do I think that it's always appropriate to, to respond with words. Yeah. So when I get that text message, or email or what or see the Facebook pay, post with you know here shit has hit the fan. Yeah. My go-to is I'm going to call you. Yeah. I'm actually going to call you. Yeah. Let's talk through this. With no intention of you picking up the phone, but I just feel like it is if I cannot physically drive to your house or if I'm not in the same room as you when all of this comes up, yeah. I want to I want to make myself as available to to you as as possible mm-hmm. because yeah, I want to just oh my word, tell yeah. me what is going on. Yeah. Yeah, let's um, talk through this. Let's talk through this. When your dad died, mm-hmm. I think you posted it on on Facebook and that's mm-hmm. how I heard. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that I called you all I think as you soon as I I'm sure saw it. Yeah. And just left, left a voicemail. voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was it was the only thing that I could think to do. Well, and honestly, that's all I needed. Right. I just needed to know that people were holding me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not everything in life is going to be as dramatic and as and as crazy and life changing as your parent dying unexpectedly. But but even in the moments of, God, what am I going to do? Like, I just quit my job. This is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I just quit my job. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Like, do you know any job leads? Yeah. And I'm hearing nothing back from somebody else or whatever. Not from you because you heard, you were like, actually, I do have job leads. Actually, I have two. <laughs> Let me just send you both. <laughs> um, you know, even in those moments yeah. where you're, I mean, and, and just know your girlfriend's well enough to know, okay, she does need me. Mm-hmm. And I can't get to her right now, but at least I can text back and say, listen, oh my gosh, totally hear you. 
Yeah. I have free time tonight. Can I call you? Yeah. Right. Or some, I mean, right. Something. And if nothing else, view it as karma. Yeah. Right. If you have no other reason to do this, except to, except to know that someday you're going to need it in return, yeah. <laughs> then just do that Yeah. until it becomes habit. Well, and like, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes with my girlfriends now, I feel like sometimes I'll just send like some heart emojis. Yeah. Like out of the blue, if I haven't talked to him in a couple mm-hmm. weeks, um, you know, especially my new mom friends yes. like, that I know are just like in the thick of it. Like I just, and I say, you don't have to respond. Yeah. I just love you. Here's like 9 million heart emojis. <laughs> like I know you're, you know what I mean? That's a good text so, message to get. Just, yeah. I mean, just things like mm-hmm. that. I think that that's how we can level up in our friendships and, and, um, because it is going to be us someday that mm-hmm. needs that. Totally. I mean, I mean. And that's not why we do it, but at some point it will be. Yeah. It will be us on that side of it. 100%. So So we wanted to take a couple minutes because we talked about this, what it means to be a girl's girl, what it means to be elevating other women. Mm -hmm. And uh, we kind of talked about the podcast here a little bit, Mm -hmm. but we, Claire and I realized that we are not the first to come up with a female-centered podcast that with two female hosts. Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of them out there. And so we wanted to just share it with you guys this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, So a couple other podcasts that we love, and we will link to their podcast page in the notes of this episode so that you guys can find it. Mm -hmm. Um, Girls, Girls Podcast. Absolute favorite. Brittany Gibbons and Meredith Solo. I hope that you are hearing this because we love you. Can we just be BFFs? Yeah. I just love them. Do you know that – they have also Meredith or excuse me, Brittany was running uh, an adult summer camp. Back. Can we please do that here? I uh, let's figure it out. We'll talk about okay. it after Coming this. Next, <laughs> stay tuned on that. <laughs> but Girls Girls podcast they they have a podcast that just covers everything, and they yeah. are so funny. Oh my god! And we love them, and you guys will love them too. Yeah. They are irreverent so real. and real. And, and like raunchy sometimes, oh, and it's the best kind of raunchy. It is. It is so sinfully delicious. Yep. I just adore I just can't them. wait. Every Thursday, I'm like, oh, new Girls Girls. <laughs> so check out Girls Girls podcast. Brittany yes. Gibbons, Meredith Solo. You guys are going to love them. Um, Unladylike podcast with oh, Kristen and Caroline. They are such pros at this. Mm-hmm. It. <laughs> It makes me be like, <laughs> we're such amateurs. We are, we're recording this in a dumpster compared to Kristen <laughs> and Caroline. But they run, they have a, um, like a how to podcast. Oh, like how to break the glass ceiling, how to mm. become a sex goddess, how oh, to excellent. shoot a gun. And so they talk oh, about, cool. they talk about more, um, more of a political bent on some of these topics, but all through the lens of being a woman, being a female, Mm -hmm. being someone who identifies as female. And they are so smart um, and and funny. And I, I really love them. So check out unladylike podcast with Kristen and Caroline. And then my newest obsession podcast is selfie with Kristen Howerton and Sarah James. And they have an entire podcast focused on self-care. Love that. And all the topics that kind of relate to it, everything um, from just kind of funny things. Like I just listened to an episode about washcloths versus loofahs versus mesh, you know, sponges or Mm -hmm. whatever. And and the best way to 
basically shower yourself to like time management techniques. Mm -hmm. They're just covering such a broad range of self-care, which we're going to get into in another podcast um, because it's such a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. But the way that they're approaching it is really refreshing and super eye-opening. They're Mm -hmm. really down to earth and I just adore them. So check out Selfie with Kristen Howerton and Sarah James. So, and we want to know about any other podcasts that um, you guys are listening to yes. that you love. We want to, we really do want to make this about elevating mm-hmm. other women. Um, I think after after our launch here mm-hmm. coming up, we are going to start having some featured friends. Yes, on we our will. Podcasts, which we're so excited about. Yeah. Um. So we'll be exploring that a little bit more, but definitely want to keep that as the focus of you can sit with us. It's a it's a way to make space for and bring together awesome women. That's what we're all about around here. That's what we're all about. Yep, for sure. Okay, thanks for sitting with us today. Be sure to subscribe to You Can Sit With Us on Anchor Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite listening content. If you like what you hear, please leave an awesome review and be sure to share it with your friends. Talk to you soon. See ya.